Welcome to another episode of Songwriting Saves the World. If you are currently listening on Spotify, then you can like and follow and download. If you're listening on iTunes, then you can like and follow and leave five stars and a review because we love it when people do that. And do. you can, oh, if you're listening on, <laughs> and if you're listening on SoundCloud, then you can like and follow and comment as well. Make sure to keep up with everything on social media. You can follow us on Instagram at Songwriting Saves the World. On Twitter at Song Saves World or like our page on Facebook. Get your mom to like it, your dad to like it, brother, uh-huh. sister, aunt, uncle, the whole family. It's For at sure. Songwriting Saves the World. If you really, really like our show, you can support like us really. on Patreon. For $4 a month, you get extra content from the guests like Song Breakdowns and a Songwriting Saves the World laptop sticker and other merch soon to come. It's at Songwriting Saves the World on Patreon. Okay, guys. Well, today we have a really, really exciting episode. I'm really excited about doing this. Kind of a little special treat. It's kind of related to, funny that the last thing we talk about in the intro is Patreon, because this is related, in a sense, to Patreon. Because every time we do an interview, we ask the guest for a song breakdown. We pick a song of theirs that we really love, and we ask them to talk about the song from inspiration to writing to recording to releasing and how they feel about it now that it's out if you want to hear those for different guests then go check it on patreon but here today we are going to do that for a handful of our own songs songs that we've written just because we wanted to give you guys a taste of like our music like stuff that we have out that you can listen to because you know we you know we talk a big game right (laughs) We, do. we really do <laughs> and you unless you like went and looked for our stuff you probably haven't heard anything so we're yeah like, yeah we're songwriters everyone's like where's the proof right so we were gonna do that for a few of our own songs and we we're gonna start with anique's song poison So Poison is my, it's my first single. It's the first thing I ever released. And this song came to be, it's actually funny because, so the chorus of the song goes, you're the poison that I drink too often, finding that you're easy to get lost in. And I had Mm -hmm. like, I had, I had the line, not that specific line, but I had a line about like poison in my songwriting notebook. Uh for years for like four years and the line was like you're the poison in my veins and I just like never used it in anything because I couldn't make it fit right and then the song was like inspired by this guy that I used to talk to called like a situationship (sighs) he who um, must not be named he who shall not be named who shall not be named (laughs) and it was just kind of like well there's like a lot of different I have such random thoughts because (laughs) I was kind of at the beginning of writing. I had writer's block and I was like, I haven't written in a while. So then I started looking up chords that I don't usually use and like orders that I don't usually use them in. Okay. So I like looked up some like random Julia Michaels song and just like took the chord structure from there. I love doing that. I do that with the 1975 all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. It helps because I was like, I can't keep using the same four chords that I use because I'm going to come up with the same melodies and stuff. Yeah. 
And so I was kind of just, I was using like a different chord pattern, like structure and like pattern that I usually mm-hmm. do and kind of just like playing around with that line and trying to like make it fit into my life because I was like, wait, I the just line, like, you're the poison the, in my veins. Yeah. Cause I was okay. like, maybe I can use that. Like I like the idea of it. And then with just like messing around with melody and like thinking of the situation of like this person that is clearly toxic you know mm-hmm. we all love a little trauma in our lives right and, um, <laughs> so I was like you know what I was just like thinking about the situation of, like this person that isn't good for me that I somehow cannot like stop thinking about <sighs> or like relating to and then yeah. just the idea of like so then I started thinking about alcohol interesting and how, like, good to know where your brain is at my, <laughs> my brain is just all over the place <laughs> Because then I was thinking about, like, okay, you know, like, you go out, you have a good time, you're drinking with your friends, it's super fun, and then you wake up the next day and you have a hangover, and you're like, this is shitty. Right. I thought you said you don't get hungover. I mean, I don't, but... So this is imagination? This is my imagination. Okay. And then, but, you know, for most people who do get hangovers, not to brag or anything, but... <laughs> I'm in the You queer. guys are inferior. <laughs> I mean, you just drink a bottle of water between every drink and you're good to go. Secret, like, <laughs> that's that's my secret. The heck? But anyway, so yeah, so then I was, like, kind of relating it to alcohol, which is how I got to, like, you're the poison that I drink too often. Right. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of, like, how that came to be and, like, how that the chorus came to be of figuring out how to work that in because like I had the idea from before even though it was nothing like what it ended up being yeah um and yeah so that's how the chorus came to be for the verses I don't like the verses I didn't really think much about it was kind of like you know when you sit down and you write something and you're like I think this is fine (laughs) instead of like (laughs) reworking it yeah 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 I totally that was yeah like the chorus I had like I thought about it a little more and I was like, okay, like maybe I can make it relate this way. Cause like, this mm-hmm. is what this kind of like situation felt like, like this is like a hangover. Like this is, you are literally poison. You suck. Right. Right. And he does. Um, but the verses kind of just whatever I wrote, just like naturally that flowed out kind of stayed. Well, I think if it, if it feels right, it feels right. Yeah. Don't. And the melody just kind of stuck. Yeah. I agree. I think it's super Thank catchy. You. So yeah. So that's how that came to be. And then I was like, it's the first time that I'd had anything produced to put out and I had just had like this big empty space and that's when I called you and I was like I need a bridge oh <laughs> right right we were working on um harmony like vocal arrangements for your demo before it was yeah. produced and I was like, it was awesome. like shit we need a bridge right it was me rocking back and forth in my chair and I was like the song the song needs a bridge the song needs a bridge <laughs> Like, were you actually were you anxious about it i was because i was like i've never <clears throat> had put anything out yet right and so i was like i don't want to be kind of saying like oh no it's not gonna have a bridge and then being like oh no it needs a bridge and then going like back and forth and kind right. of like annoying the producer i was like i don't want to get on liam's nerves so i was like i just want to have a bridge that i can like send one time and it'll be done yeah i feel like general rule of thumb is that there's always a debate of like, oh, bridge or no bridge. But if you're listening and you have the thought of like, oh, like you're questioning it, then it needs a bridge. Because mm-hmm. it's not going to hurt it. Like a bridge is never going to make it worse. Actually, yeah, the bridge made it better. 
who knows? I don't want to limit anybody if you have found a bridge that's made a song work. Like, <laughs> but generally, I feel like that's not my experience. Yeah, I agree. I think that usually, I think that if when you put in a bridge, it doesn't feel like it elevates the song in any way, then it's kind of not worth it. Right. Honestly, from my end of <laughs> Poison, of Poison's creation, I was really excited that you included me with the bridge because I had been listening to early versions of Poison just like Aww. on my walks, like in my room. And I was like, damn, like this really? is really good. And then when you're like, oh, like you can help me with the bridge. And I was like, <gasps> I, I am honored. Um, yeah. So and then I guess I obviously had heard about like your story, like not not everything, but I knew the gist of like of the story the of story. he shall not be named and played out and like kind of knew had been listening to the the without the bridge version bar the bridge version of the song for a while. And so as far as like lyrically, I just kind of I was like, I don't know how to, I'm not going to try to get at specifics of the situation, but I'm just going to elaborate on, on my interpretation of what, like, it might have felt like to you. You, like, put yourself in my shoes, and you're like, all right, Anik loves pain, clearly. <laughs> Masochist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I just, I went for, like, describing the feeling instead of trying to add, because a bridge has to add new information, right? Like, whenever... Mm -hmm. When writing, whenever, like, I get to a new section of song of, like, oh, it's the second verse now or it's the bridge now, those are kind of the two places where you add more information because the first verse is the exposition and then the chorus is going to get at your main focus. It's, like, your general theme if you were to pull out one word or one phrase that represents the whole story. And then the bridge and the second verse are where you get to elaborate. And so yeah. I was, like, the only thing I really feel like I have <laughs> the... um. I don't know. I don't know. Authority isn't the right word, but like the, like, I don't know. Like I know anything about to talk about in this, in this situation is like the feeling. <laughs> so I was like, let me just go with that. Let me just elaborate on the feeling. And you nailed it. I was like, that is a great bridge. Sasha genius. You're a genius. Sasha's like bridge done. I love a bridge. <laughs> I do love a bridge. And yeah, that's kind of how it came to be. And then went out in the world and I was super excited I mean, I do still love it. Um, my parents, like, hate it. Ugh, rude. Not, like, hate it, but my mom will be like, Poison was amateur. My mom, like, <laughs> loves to... My mom insults older things by, like, trying to give a compliment to newer things. So, like, by her complimenting Rockstar's Girlfriend, which is the next thing that's coming out, she'll I'm be so like, excited about that song. Rockstar's Girlfriend? Yeah, same. She's like, Rockstar's Girlfriend is amazing. Like, this is the real thing. Like, this is the real deal. She's like, Poison Amateur. And I'm like, ouch. I, I don't think that Poison was amateur or not the real deal. I do love Rockstar's Girlfriend, and I love Poison as well. And I think that well, it was a, a wonderful first foot forward into your your a journey of being an artist. Thank you, thank you. At least a public yeah, artist. So <laughs> that was basically the story of Poison. And then, fun fact, like, a week after it came out, I got a text message from him, and he was like, great song, by the way. And I was like, mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh, my God, wait. Oh did I know that he said that? I think so. It was funny because Eleni and Mimi and my friend Arnie had gone to the beach that day, and they were listening to the song. Uh -huh. And then Eleni was like, 
I wonder if he listens to this and is like, oh, this is so about me. Like, I know this is about right. me. And then I was like, no, like, I doubt he, he listens to it. Like, there's no way he listens to it and whatever. And, and then because it, the week, like, the song had already been out for, like, a week or two weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, so, you know, at this point, like, if he heard it, like, I would know. Right. And then, like, that same day, that evening, he texted me and was like, great song, by the way. Like, just out Wait, of the blue. Did it like, hadn't talked to him in months. Do you think he knew it was about him? Probably. Like, oh. definitely. <laughs> okay. Most likely. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Okay. But, yeah. So. Great origin story. Next one, we're going to talk about, well, actually, I guess we technically co-wrote that as well, but another song that we co-wrote. <laughs> but that song was more, it was like seven-eighths Anique. <laughs> um so we're gonna talk about purple which we've talked about before but i thought that it would be appropriate to bring it up because it is the like it's not the theme music but like the ending music of this podcast if you get to the end which you should Mm -hmm. (laughs) then after we close out the show it's like our ending close up music purple by rachel blockner even in the dark i see your face and end up on my So, inspiration for Purple. Okay, so we were in New York, and we were all staying at Rachel's house for the weekend. I had taken the train, and he had flown up there in in February. This was February of this year. We were freezing our little butts off. We were freezing our butts off. And we we had written, like, a couple things the night before when we were at Rachel's house. And we had written, like, writing in Brooklyn. And we had been working on songs. And so we we had a studio session that day. It was a Saturday. And we were going to meet um, Liam, Baby Boy Blue. Baby Boy Blue from Jersey. Who has been on this um, podcast before. But Rachel had worked with him in the past. And we were all going to meet him and just go do a session for fun. Because we were like, we're all here. Let's go do it. And so we came in thinking, like, oh, maybe we would work on Raining in Brooklyn or other stuff that we had written that night. But then um, Liam just pulled up this project that, this, like, uh, Pro Tools project that Rachel and him had been working on last time they were together. And it basically just had, like, a a pretty, like, sparse beat and some, like, a different, like, an early stage of the chorus. Yeah. And... We were like, oh, that's cool. And so we were like, do you want to write to this? And we were all like, okay, why not? I mean, I... <laughs> like, Let's do it. I was like... Who are we to who say no? Exactly. Who are we to say no? Let's just do it. And so basically, she had just like a couple lines of a chorus. And and the main one was, I'm too busy loving you in purple. And mm-hmm. we were like, okay, what does that mean? What does like, that mean to you? And she described it as being about like her um, relationship with being like people say red means passion and blue means stability and purple is when you combine those colors and so how like her relationship was a a nice like perfect purple blend of passion and stability and i was like yeah really solid and i was like that's that's a really like interesting beautiful concept and so Mm -hmm. we just kind of went from there and i think what we did was first we played around with the chorus because the chorus seemed like it had the bones but didn't really feel like it was done yet so i remember mm-hmm. like liam kind of looped that um looped the chorus a couple times and we made some changes to it and then 
we were like, okay, let's write a first verse. So we like discussed kind of where we were coming from and what we wanted to be about. And then we all kind of like, we like took 10 or whatever. Like when you kind of, you don't break off, like you didn't leave the room, but we kind of like got our notebooks out and we were like, okay, let's brainstorm. And everyone did their individual brainstorming. And um, yeah, like we started, we like, we read out loud what we had, right? I <laughs> it's always so <laughs> funny when we do sessions, we often do that. Like everyone has their own notes and then we have a show and tell and we like, it's kind of scary. <laughs> I think it's fun because it's like, it's fun, but it's scary because I'm, I don't know. It's like you go around in a circle because it's, it's kind of funny because it's like we're all sitting within like two yeah. feet of each other. We're like on the bed together. Our, our knees are right. touching <laughs> and we, but we're all in our own little world writing down our own ideas. And then it's like show and tell time. <laughs> and then you often just kind of like pull what you think is best from everyone's yeah, exactly. idea. Unless there's one that we're just like, oh, just like, works. let's full send. Let's go with that. Yes. But it was like a lot of conversation around it. So too. I think we ended up pulling stuff from from everybody's ideas. And I remember it was hilarious because I, I said like one of my lines was like something about scheduling. I remember I'd had that word. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know what your schedule's like or when you're or when yeah. you're home. And, and Rachel was like, that's hilarious. To, like talk about scheduling. <laughs> and I was I like, listen, it. like we're being we're being realistic we have to we have to think about the logistics of this like in a relationship (laughs) you might not know like an issue might be that you your schedules aren't aligning or you're like i don't know when you're going to be home (laughs) but whatever i have something to tell you so we did that and then my favorite part of the song is the pre-chorus and it's funny because that pre-chorus um like has a long story before we got to the room of writing purple that february that saturday in february because me and rachel had been writing together a lot that winter and a lot of just like sending voice memos back and forth or like oh like sending beats back and forth to write to and like a lot of things that were just parts or like we never really finished because it was busy and we were just kind of like texting and calling and fitting in like writing in between moments and she had one time, I think even either December or January, sent me this like beat, like one of those free beats on YouTube. It was like it was like Chelsea Cutler type beat, whatever, like something like that. <laughs> and she was like, I want to write like a party song to this. I want to write like a really poppy, like boppy song to this. And I was like, mm-hmm. OK, sick. So <laughs> I like got that message when I was sitting in the car in the parking lot of a Whole Foods waiting for my mom to come out of the store. And she is is a thorough, I think, grocery shopper would be the word. So she takes a long time. But I usually use the car time when we're in this situation to just listen to music and sometimes write, apparently, because that's what I was doing now. So (laughs) I got this message from Rachel with the beat. And I was just sitting in the car, winter night in the Whole Foods parking lot. And I, I opened the beat and I was, like, listening to it, and then I just kind of started, like, mumbling stuff, as you do, as one does, and recording it, and I eventually, like, after just writing in the car for a while, and kind of thinking about, like, the ideas she had talked about wanting to write about, I, like, wrote this section that wasn't, it kind of was, had a beginning and an end, but the middle of it ended up being the pre-chorus to Purple. I remember being stuck. We were stuck there for a long time of, like, what would follow, like, what would be the pre, and then you were like, oh, my gosh, like, I have this from when we were writing. And then everyone was like, that's it. That's perfect. And it just fit, 
like it a was, puzzle it's piece. It's like, <laughs> it was so funny. It's the part that goes like, even in the dark, I see your face and end up on my way to your place. And there was like, I had said all these weird things into that. So it was in that part, like, even in the dark, I see your face and end up on my way to your place. I've got a lot to live for, a change in my pocket, and it's falling on the floor. And it sounds like the key to your door, whatever. So that was like the section. <laughs> and then, mm-hmm. like, we all were like, okay, this fits. Like, this is cool. This has some energy to it. Like, let's use it. But they were like, what does that mean? Like, change in my <laughs> pocket. Like, sounds like the key to your door. And I was like, well, like, dropping change on the ground kind of sounds like it's like clink clang. Like, it sounds like like a key, right? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. That's what I was thinking. And then they were like, you guys were like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> I was for it. I was like, that sounds cool. <laughs> but yeah. And then and then we just finished the song and we did Rachel did the vocals that day. We went to a We really banged. We really did. We got a nice a quick break at um Five Guys and then Five we guys. came back and and recorded it and yeah, harmonies. Good harmonies, doubles and it was very the energy, energy was, high. was high. It was a really, really fun t- it was like it was the first time too that I had actually like seen that happen so quickly, like a song come together mm-hmm. so quickly that like by the time that we left the writing session, we were listening to a mix yeah, on yeah. the way home. And it's all that we listened to. Like it was we were so excited about it and so excited for it to come out and it was just such a great song and it's such a cool thing because it's like it came together pretty organically. Mm-hmm. And just, like, the vibes in the session of being very comfortable because I remember being very scared going in because we didn't right, know Liam. Right, right, I was like, oh, my God. And Rachel was like, oh, do you want to do a session with, like, my producer friend? Like, it'll be super fun. And we were both like, hell, yeah. But then I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, this Were is you terrified? I didn't know well? that you were terrified. I'm always so scared going into sessions. I, like, when I do sessions, I'm like, this is right. great. This is fun. But always going into sessions, I'm scared because I'm like, what if I have no, no ideas? What if you this doesn't tell go me well? That. I never know that you're feeling that way. See, I'm Should really I, that's it. not a good thing. <laughs> make it till you make it. I can tell you from experience, suppressing emotions is not a good thing. <laughs> that's fair. That's a good but point. But I guess. But it ended up yeah. being great, and we danced. We made a we made a little <laughs> dance did. to it. It was it was a fun time, and it was just the energy leading up to like the release and how well it did when it was out and everything it just kind of all it came really together did. and then we ended up like just splitting the master four ways because we kind of right. we all wrote it together and we like built it together that's how we like did it i know that it's not always standard for the writers mm-hmm. to be on the master but that just ended up being the case for this song, which I think is a great I th- I thing. I think it's a, a good thing, too, because how songwriters are are paid is kind of sus. <laughs> it's it's <Yeah>. pretty sketchy. <laughs> Not kind of sus. It's very, very sus. But, um, yeah, it did feel like it did feel like things were aligning. Like purple was a really was a a huge light and like a really positive moment for us, I think. And it just for me, like represents like. I don't know, just like you and Rachel and like our like bond in that weekend before Corona and everything got messed up. But it was yeah. just, yeah, and Purple continues to be that was so like put on cool playlists and like people like loads of people listening to it. And it's just so cool to see. Yeah. And it's also funny how on our way to 
Liam's, we were talking to Rachel about her boyfriend. Yeah. And we were like, oh, like, have you ever written a love song for him? And she was like, no, like, not really. We're like, that's so strange because they've been together forever. Right. And then that day we ended up, like, writing writing a love song about (laughs) her boyfriend. It's so funny. I always say it feels like, um, (laughs) it feels like we're all in a thruple (laughs) or no, a quadruple or whatever because, like, we, like, us two, and, like, Rachel have all, like, co-written so many love songs for her partner. <laughs> yeah. And it's hilarious. It's just, like, I feel like I'm part of it now. <laughs> we are part of it. Like, he Never is Never met him our before, muse. but... <laughs> I know, literally. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Okay, so that's purple. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's purple. The last song that we're going to talk about is a song I wrote with my dear, dear friend, Lula Pilar. Um, it's called As Long As You Need. I don't want to write a sad song If it's gonna make you cry I've got no reason being down If you're staying for a while We could write a new song When it feels like the waves On a lovely ocean day And I'll sing it for as long as I can As long This is actually a song that has yet to be put out. It's not. Sorry, guys. You can't. You can't listen to it. <laughs> you can't listen to the full version unless you really. Sasha loves to tease people. Because <laughs> here's the thing. What what happened is that Lula and I met, and we loved writing together, and we were like, let's just let's just make an EP because her dad um, is an engineer and a, a super awesome musician himself. Their whole family is really cool. I love their family. But um, <laughs> her parents are both musicians. But he has a studio, and he was like, if you guys, we had been writing together for a while, and he was like, if you guys just want to record some songs, like make an EP or make a collection of music, like we can just do it. Like you can come to the studio like for a few days, and we'll just do it. And we were like, hell yeah. Like this was like fall of last year, like uh, like mm-hmm. a, basically a year ago to the, to the day, basically. Mm-hmm. And we were like, why not? Like, I just kind of was in a place where I I wanted to just, like, let me write with anybody. Let me, like, be part of, like, any project. Like, any anything, anything. Because I just wanted to kind of have a foot in the door and have my name on some projects and just kind of be, like, actively making music and gain experience. And so I was like, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I love Lula and I loved writing together. And so we were like, yes. And so one of the songs that we wrote for this project um was called as long as you need and as long as you need was a pretty emotional song to write i had um the first verse and the chorus that i brought to lula and then we like finished refined it and finished the rest of it together and Mm -hmm. the song is about my brother and (laughs) and um are kind of like Shout out tumultuous. He doesn't listen to this. Actually, he might. I don't really know. I he <laughs> says he does, but I don't think he does. And our kind of tumultuous relationship. And I'm not gonna like go into too much detail or whatever because everyone has their their private lives. But <laughs> we kind of had a lot of like family issues, sibling issues, 
um, growing up kind of individually and in relation to each other. And I felt like I was carrying a lot of, like, a lot of resentment and guilt. It's funny how you can feel both of those things. And <laughs> kind of, like, sadness and anger from, like, this situation. But my, like, final thoughts from it, whenever I was, like, what can I pull from this? What is, like, my general theme? And, like, if I had to have, like, a closing statement on this, like, time in my life, what would I, what would I say? Like, what's the overarching, overarching theme? And I was, like, mm -hmm. I think the overarching theme is that no matter, like, what happens, no matter what problems there are, like, for my family and for my brother and everyone I'm close to, like, I'm gonna be here for as long as you need. And, like, if anyone's, like, going through anything that's difficult or, like, heavy on their hearts or souls or whatever, like, my overall concluding message is that, like, I'm gonna be here to help and that we're gonna, like, do this together. And so that was the basis of the song and the verses kind of go into kind of, kind of detail, but kind of metaphorical detail. So it's not really like, obviously, <laughs> obviously I'm not trying to spill anyone's specific business, but the, mm -hmm. the verses go into more detail. And then the chorus goes, I don't want to write a sad song if it's going to make you cry. I've got no reason being down. If you're staying for a while, we could write a new song. One that feels like the waves on a lovely ocean day. And I'll sing it for as long as I can, as long as you need. And so that was kind of the sum up of the song. And we wrote it. Obviously, I had brought in, like, the concept and stuff. But we finished it really quickly. And Lula is, like, Lula is the best at, like, um, kind of talking through things and figuring out what we want to say and what really is, like, the gem from the story to put into the song. And then the recording process of this was was hilarious because we went with like a collection of four songs to her dad's studio mm -hmm. and I had never recorded in a studio before ever. I'd only recorded like at my in my room in my like bedroom pop setup type thing. And so <laughs> right. Valentine Studios. And so we went. And this was the first day that we were there. This was the last song we did on the first day. And we had like two hours. And we're like, okay, we're just going to finish this one in two hours. And um, we had tried out a bunch of different things, like tried to record the guitar separately, tried to use like a metronome and do this or do that and like different mic arrangements and stuff. But then we decided like this song is it's incredibly like emotional and and personal and we were like the, the most authentic way to do this is to just do it live to just like like I'll play guitar and I'll sing and Lula will sing and we'll just do like a one take type of situation and so that's what we decided to do and so my my guitar was mic'd up and obviously me and Lula both had mics and I was like in the bigger studio part and she was in the booth and there was like a window in between so that we could like look at each other like you know how like you're supposed to connect when you sing because a lot of the song <laughs> is in harmony and um <coughs> we just started doing takes and I, I swear we did like 10, like we did. And the song is, is like four, four and a half something minutes long. The song is really long and really is kind of difficult to sing. <laughs> and, and we did so <laughs> many takes. We did what felt like so many takes and we hadn't eaten all day. All we had eaten was like breakfast way early in the morning. And now it was like dinner time and all we had had 
in the middle was like the peanut M and M's that were like in a bowl, like in the studio lobby. Oh God! And so we were both like <laughs> famished, exhausted, and it was so funny because like in the middle at like take like at like take like six or something. We were like, oh my gosh, have we like gotten a good one yet or whatever? We we, we were like, we're so hungry. We want to go get dinner. And Lula's dad was like, I know you're hungry, but I think you should do a few more takes because the hungry, how hungry you are is making you sound emotional. <laughs> like, he was like, I can hear <laughs> the exhaustion, the exhaustion in your voices and it's coming through the mic and it's making it like feel way more raw and way more real. And we were like, are you kidding me? <laughs> We're like, are you serious? In conclusion, starving makes you sound. And so better. he was like, he what well, he said. He was like, I can feel your pain now because apparently we're not <laughs> emotive enough singers to show that um, artificially. But if we were actually in pain, actually hungry and exhausted, that's when it showed through. And so that's what we did. We kept going, and then finally we went to a pizza place down the road and just like ate in silence just like exhausted like scarfing down pizza <laughs> and uh, yeah that was the recording process of that song and then we all that was added was basically a little bit of like bass just to kind of like fill it out like and, mm -hmm. and that was it and the song was never released we were planning on releasing it for a while and like we might in the future it's totally possible or this this it might get used for other things like might get used for sync or it might get used for like other artists, whatever, like who knows the life of a song, but right now it's not being released by Lula mm -hmm. and I because we kind of just kind of changed our goals kind of shifted in in the time it took to create the to create the project. We were like, I don't think this is what makes sense for us like together to say anymore because I was kind of like entering a place where I didn't really want to put out music with my own voice I didn't want to like mm -hmm. be an artist because I was way more focused on songwriting and that's kind of where I'm at now and Lula was making solo stuff that she was interested in but also just like having a busy life and so it never got mm -hmm. released but it goes to show that making stuff even if it doesn't get put into the public is still worth it because that song that that the finished like demo of that song that we have has gotten me into writing workshops that where I've met like incredible people and that was a song that I used as my audition and it has served the purpose of like when I need to send things to like people that I work with to be like oh this is me this is what I make like for that type of thing and also for me and in my life it was a really important song for me to make I think and I I just listen to it myself sometimes and I'm like I needed to say that and so, mm. yeah, I think that that is the story of that song. And it's a little, a, a little less, little moment of showing that a song doesn't have to be like put out and have a, a million streams to have had an impact in your life and in your career. That's beautiful, Sasha. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We hope that you enjoyed yeah. the little song breakdowns and that you learned a little more about us and how we <laughs> operate and the things that we write. For real. We had like we had two very different. We there. And shout out um <laughs> Liam, shout out Rachel, shout out Lula, everyone involved in these songs that we talked about. All the peeps. Yeah. We'll we'll tag them in the Instagram post about this episode so you can check them out. Yes. And yeah. You definitely should. Great people, amazing artists. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks so much for, listening. for listening. Bye. See you next week. Even in the dark I see your face.